0: hello and welcome back to the couch dm podcast my name is ryan parker and i'm joined as always by matt chamberlain how you doing matt i'm pretty good i didn't get traded
1: <laughs> as an honorary minnesotan did you get traded i didn't i yeah. somehow Garcona just Rossos. got cut
0: i just got cut <laughs> i wasn't even trade value it was crazy you you
1: created some of those open roster spots
0: i did i did i'm still getting paid though so that's, hey. that's, a, that's a bonus um we are into episode 62 which is crazy uh we are beginning of february now post trade deadline that's what we're going to be talking about uh trade deadline reactions and uh repicking the all-stars which is going to be fun one of my favorite podcasts we yes. did last year um Before we get into it, let me remind you to follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Couch GM Podcast. Uh, I think I just jinxed the Knicks out of a win (laughs) in overtime against the Hawks.
1: I don't know if you had too much to do with it. I think the Knicks did it to themselves.
0: That's a good point. But, I mean, they were winning when I tweeted, and then they ended up losing in two overtimes.
1: I think that's how Twitter works.
0: That's true. Yeah. I think the commissioner probably saw the Knicks were going to (laughs) win, and we're like, let's let's tip this the other way um also if you haven't already find us on podcast services uh spotify google play stitcher apple Podcasts, and give us a rating um and leave us a review we would greatly greatly appreciate that matt what did we miss what did people miss in episode 61
1: so that was that was the kobe episode um talking about zion's debut and We're not going to, but we could talk about how he's continued to just tear it up um, in the league now that he's back. Uh, We talked about some minor trades that had happened, kind of setting the stage for what was going to be coming up. And then the All-Star starters were announced um, last time we talked, and we we trashed some of that. Um, And and then we talked about guys we'd like to see instead, and so we'll talk about some of those guys later on.
0: Yeah, uh, so NBA news for this week. It's been... One of the crazier weeks we've had in a long time. Love it. Uh, a lot of it's trade deadline stuff, so we'll get to that in our first big topic. Um, but first piece piece of news here: Dylan Brooks and John Morant talk trash on Iggy. This is like one of the f- awesome things. Like pre-trade deadline, was like these young guys were just giving crap to Iggy because he wouldn't play. He wouldn't play. Uh, if you've been under a rock, I guess, all NBA season, Andre Iguodala was traded. Uh, to the Grizzlies. To clear space. To clear space for, uh, for Golden State. Um, and Iguodala wouldn't wouldn't come play, wouldn't report. He wanted to trade. And Memphis wouldn't trade him immediately. They mm-hmm. wouldn't buy him out. He wanted to buy out, wouldn't buy him out. <clears throat> and so the Grizzlies are in the playoffs. They're currently the eighth <laughs> seed right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Could use a guy like Andre Iguodala. And Dylan Brooks said post-game, like... I can't wait for him to get traded. There's more context to it. it. On Twitter, it just came out as, I can't wait for him to be traded. And for us to play him and show what real Grizzlies are about.
1: And then John Morant starts going back and forth with Steph about
0: it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I just love it. Talk a talk, talk, talk. And yeah. they've been able to back it up.
1: So, do it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Like, not, not afraid of the moment. Speaking of Dillard Brooks... Gets a three-year extension with from Memphis. I think it was probably related to the Twitter trash <laughs> talk.
1: They're like, "All right, we're gonna get behind this dude. Here's thirty-five million dollars." <laughs>
0: but this is a second-round guy who just yeah. like has kind of made a way for him in the league and is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's a good basketball player.
1: At the end of the day, like he played at Oregon. He was yeah. a good player. The self creations translated um, to a point, and it's really coming about this year more than last year. And last year was good too. So yeah, he, he deserved the extension on a good deal tradable deal. Yeah.
0: yeah, good point. Good point. Uh another Knicks speaking of the Knicks. Uh the Knicks fired president Steve Mills in awesome. a shocking move. Uh
1: like as the trade deadlines like happening, like we're within those couple days.
0: Like you have contracts you need the trade and you fire your guy who's supposed to be in tr- like part of the process.
1: It's like you just imagine him walking into, like, Dolan's office, like, or, you know, Scott Perry's office with, like, these trade ideas, and they're like, no, you're
0: fired. <laughs> well, it it was, like, not even a fire—like, it wasn't a—it was officially firing, and then on they released a statement that was, like, well, we're talking about it.
1: And then it's like, no, he's gone. And, and then, then it's like, we're bringing in this other guy. Well, no, we're not bringing this other guy yet. <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm,
0: I, like— you brought up walking into Dolan's office. I think he just texted him. It was like, Hey,
1: <laughs> you're done.
0: You're, you're done. And he's like, yeah, I'm done for the day. Like I'm at home. And he's like, no, don't come into the office. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow.
1: I'll have your stuff sent to you.
0: Yeah. It went down like that. And then he called him. It was like, all right, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But like, it's just like the most Knicks thing. Like you fire your coach, what? 10, 15 games in the season. And then yeah. you fire your president. Like, over halfway, right at the trade deadline, as you like are needing to make some moves. Can you? Last year we were talking about the Knicks getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant.
1: That's hilarious. Like prepping their team, trading away Porzingis. Yeah, that
0: happened a year ago.
1: To to get these these guys and reshape the team and bring back the the Knicks, all caps. And it's just done the complete opposite.
0: Yeah, it's been a dumpster fire for the Knicks for years, and. This is just...
1: Keeps getting worse. Keeps piling on
0: um, Other uh, In other news, Hornets buy out uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Marvel- Marvin Williams. Williams signs with the Bucks after they wave uh, Dragon Bender. Okay. Like, fine. Hey,
1: for a playoff team, Marvin Williams, that's a useful guy. Yeah. He's going to be probably one of your last couple guys, you know, um, in your playoff rotation. But, I mean, he'll give you good minutes. He's exactly... Type of guy you want, and at worst, they got him so other people couldn't. Yeah, so, good move for Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, good fringe move that can yeah. help, maybe help you win a playoff game. Um, waves, Haw- excuse me, Hawks wave Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons was in that accent uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, uh, kind of talking about maybe ending his career, which was a really sad thing. Um, but it was the- kind of
1: over already, <laughs> but like at least yeah. he was still like, on a team and yeah. on a contract. It's like he'll get his money now but the hawks then got the roster spot and it's kind of like a we unfortunately have to move on here right so here we are moving on here's your money
0: yeah too bad for chandler parsons it that whole deal has just been real weird um since the memphis i know these
1: last four years of his life just a complete just left turn from where he was going
0: right yeah like he was gonna get a max contract from dallas I mean, he got a like a hundred million dollar yeah, deal. He got a max from Memphis, but like max-ish, such, yeah. Such a weird, weird deal. Anyways, that's it for the news. We're moving on to the trade deadline. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm excited to talk about this. Let's talk about the biggest. Like, tw- what was this? Twelve players involved yes, in this trade it was the most maybe talked about trade on Twitter for a while. Capella Cummington trade. We'll call it that, but much more was involved. Four teams, uh, lots of moving pieces. Matt, what what moved and where?
1: So, well, yeah, we'll just kind of run through this to start. Not, no opinions, just who's, who's where now. Um, Atlanta Hawks, you acquired Clint Capella and Nene, who you then waived. Timberwolves, you acquired Malik Beasley, Wancho Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt, and a 2020 first-round pick um, via Brooklyn. Houston, you acquired Robert Covington. Jordan Bell, who you then later on flipped, and a 2024 second round pick. Nuggets, you acquired Noah Vonley, Shabazz Napier, who you also flipped. Katie (laughs) Bates-Jopp, Gerald Green, who you subsequently waived, and a 2020 first round pick from Houston. That's That's a lot of stuff.
0: That's a lot of stuff, and some of this stuff is like, wow, this is nuts. Like... The Rockets going. In. Do you want to start with the Rockets? Sure. Who do you want to start with? We'll,
1: we'll go with the Rockets since they're like the best of these teams. The Rockets, well,
0: kind of, kind of, yeah. The Nuggets, but anyways, the Rockets going all in on this ultra small ball, getting rid of Clint Capella. That was we talked about this couple weeks yeah. ago. Is that their really only tradable contract this season was Capella?
1: Because Eric Gordon, when he had signed his extension, like he wasn't eligible to be traded till like the end of February, yep. and it was past the deadline then, right. so he was literally untradable. So it's just Capella.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, this move is all in. Like, they're not playing a traditional center. I mean, yeah, whatever minutes
1: Isaiah Hartenstein and Tyson Chandler have. And then, I mean, unless a buyout guy comes around, like, I don't know if they're just banking on, like, Tristan Thompson getting bought out. Yeah. And then him coming to them or what. But, like, I'm kind of fine with them just going hundred percent in on the we're playing whatever lineup we feel like playing
0: essentially five out we're gonna play defenders all over the place outside of essentially harden and we don't care what you're playing right
1: we don't care if you have three centers out there we don't care if we're playing the knicks we are going to play the five (laughs) guys we want to play i don't care if they're six foot six and below or what we are playing this and i kind of love it like we we say like all the time like teams are too alike and Golden State has always been an outlier and LeBron's an outlier because he's LeBron but like this is an outlier and I'm absolutely for it they've played like it and they just leaned even more into it
0: it's like the opposite of Philly what Philly yes. did this off season was 100%. like we're gonna play two centers and just like this huge lineup and Houston's like yeah we're gonna do the opposite of that and Ben Simmons would be our biggest player by like a substantial margin yeah <laughs> yeah um. I think this is a good move. I mean, Robert Covington's a nice player. Plays winning basketball. Plays defense. I mean, can kind of play defense as best you can on LeBron. Paul George.
1: He's a really good team defender. Yeah. So, like, you have that. In my mind, like, I know everyone's like, well, what are you going to do when you play LeBron and Anthony Davis? You have P.J. Tucker. You have Robert Covington. Those are your two guys for LeBron and, and AD. And if... Those guys, like, the best thing about L.A. is the LeBron AD pick and roll. Okay, well, you can switch it. Covington and Tucker just switch. Okay. And you just kind of live with it. And then Harden, Russ, and then whoever the fifth guy is out there, you know, Daniel House or whatever, like, you're just playing the other guys, kind of playing center field. You're there to help. And if those other guys make shots off of a, you know, a pass, so be it. But if not, then we're playing basically the best – two-man defensive lineup we can play, like, short of Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. no one has that type of defensive I mean,
0: talent. like, essentially they're saying we don't think Clint Capella can play in those playoff series. Capella the- can't
1: switch on right. LeBron. Yeah. And even if they weren't switching, he can't probably guard AD anyway. Right. So at least do this and see if it'll work.
0: Yeah. Um, and this kind of... Capella's been floated around in trade rumors for a while. Um, it. This lineup thing is gonna be interesting. It's all leaning in, like you said, toward the math of three is greater than two, and we're just yeah. gonna, we're just gonna try to outmath you. As dumb as that sounds, that's what the Rockets are trying to do.
1: Yeah, it is. No, it is. It's 100. Like, it's Cummington wide open catch and shoot threes. Tucker catch and shoot threes. House catch and shoot threes. Russ uh, attack the basket because yeah. there's no one in the paint anymore. Right. Because there's literally just not a center on the floor. And then Harden do whatever it is you do. So, I mean, the offense, in theory, is there. In theory, if the guys hit the shots they're supposed to hit, this will work. But, of course, like, humans play basketball. So, sometimes they they do things they're not supposed to do, whether that's overly good or overly bad. Sometimes it's just a neutral. But, like, that's kind of how the game goes sometimes. But the math says, like, this should work. I love them trying it. I mean, what the heck's going to happen, like, if you don't try it? I mean, D'Antoni, you're probably getting fired anyway. Right. Maury, like, let's face it, Tillman Fertitta hates you anyway. <laughs> so, like, you're probably getting fired. So, just go. Just yeah. do it. And yeah. if it doesn't work, you're getting fired. If it does work, you're honestly probably not going to get brought back in a Dwayne Casey situation. So, oh, just just go for it.
0: <laughs> right. Just shoot your shot. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, most interesting.
1: Um, Minnesota, because of what they acquired.
0: Man, they just flipped their whole roster. They, this they traded trade. half
1: the state. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not sure who's left up there. Um, PJ,
0: PJ Fleck is he still there? Are I we sure? hope So I
1: hope so. Um, so again, they're bringing in Malik Beasley, who of all the guys who got traded might be the second best player. It's him or Capella.
0: I I really like this move for Minnesota.
1: So. They didn't really like, I mean, they gave up Covington, but like Covington was not like a long term guy there. Right. Yes, he was friends with Towns, and like that was something you knew you were kind of pissing Towns off with um, by trading Covington. But again, they were hoping they would get Russell, which they later did. Um, So it ends up working out. But Beasley is a real talent, like a real wing talent that Minnesota hasn't had a real wing talent. Yeah, I'm talking about Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Um, hasn't had a real wing talent that fits with them. Like his his entire career. Like Covington does, but Covington's not where you're trying to go with because mm-hmm. Covington's not gonna be there in five years. Right. Just, no matter what, he just wasn't going to be. Um, so Beasley is filling a role in a spot that you've desperately needed to fill for the last several years. So like even if Malik Beasley is not a top fifteen shooting guard in the league, he's at least competent enough to like fill what they need him to do and with russell and towns like this makes complete and perfect sense so like getting him basically in exchange for covington is like everything you could ask for and then it's like you're getting all these extra players and a first round pick kind of on top of it
0: yeah like it's kind of like smart like it hasn't like minnesota front offices have not been this smart in a while because they brought
1: in gerson rosas (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: like I like the Evan Turner, whatever, like, salary filler, right? You have to do it. Like, yeah. Um, the first-round pick, Brooklyn, is going to be fine. Hey, a top 20-ish pick. Can help.
1: Like, yeah. And at worst, like, if it conveys to something else because of protections, like, whatever. Like, at least it's something. Yeah. Like, in terms of young assets coming in.
0: Um. Again, I like Malik Beasley more than most. The more podcasts I've listened to, it doesn't sound a lot of people are high on him. I... Since last year, I've been all in. I've been driving like, the Malik Beasley bandwagon. It's like every time you watch him, is he has his best game. Yeah. I was watching. the other night. Yeah, I was watching the other night, and he went off for seventh. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, are you sure Denver wanted to give up this guy?
1: He was catching and just immediately shooting the ball the moment it touched his hands. And, like, it was all going in. It was incredible.
0: I, I, like, had the double take. Was I uh, I thought I was watching, like, Clay Thompson with the amount of, like, confidence that guy was shooting the ball with. But, like, like you said, he's a perfect complement to Towns. Like, Towns can run the offense. I know that with Russell coming in, that's going to change. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, But Malik Beasley's, like, standing and shooting in the corner is, like, somewhere around 40% this season, which is really good. Like, that's what... Who's been that for Minnesota? ever
1: yeah he's well jimmy butler um he, <laughs> he's he's jimmy butler light i mean that's yeah. what he is like he's yeah. not quite the defender but he's a good defender he's not quite the shot creator but like he can do enough for himself he can catch and shoot threes at a fine enough clip like he doesn't have the full like full volume of character we'll put it that way that mm. jimmy butler has but he he's <coughs> just the toned down version of it filling in the light way possible like that role which is when Minnesota was at their best yeah. right it's when they actually made the playoffs for the one time in the last like 15 years so like it's the, these are the type of guys you just have to have wing, young wings in the NBA who can play perimeter basketball and play defense like that's everything you could ask for and they got it and then like Hernan Gomez is like a nice tag on like he can play it's just he's always only had limited opportunity so if he can get a little more opportunity then you have at least a real chance this offseason to bring these guys back in, get them in your program on, probably a pretty good deal. Yeah. And then see what you've got moving forward. Like, it's actually something you can build around. Whereas a week ago, it just felt like a complete disaster in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. And on the inverse of this, we can just transition over to the Nuggets because I want to talk about this deal for them. You give up Malik Beasley, and now I know I'm – like I said, driver of the bandwagon for Malik Beasley yeah. here. I just hate this deal for Denver. Like a, <laughs> se- like a season ago, you were in a playoff game, like a serious like playoff games with the Spurs who had no right to be even the same breath as you. Yeah. You went to seven games and you almost benched Jamal Murray for Malik Beasley. And like nine months later, you're like, you know what? We're good.
1: We're fine paying Jamal Murray thirty million dollars and just like letting Beasley go for a bag of chips.
0: Yeah, it's like what I like. I know you like the theory is he's not going to play on the playoff rotation, but I just feel like then you're asking Gary Harris to come up with fifteen points in a playoff game, like consistently, consistently on a night-to-night basis, and that hasn't happened in what two seasons.
1: Yeah, it's been a rough go for Gary Harris lately, which I'm a big Gary Harris guy, but like it hasn't looked that great this year, and. It's fine to say that, but like saying we're gonna rely on that because we are pushing for a championship in the playoffs like then it makes that a little bit harder to swallow now, if I'm thinking of this in just trades for Denver, like you basically traded Malik Beasley to Minnesota for Noah Vonley in a twenty twenty first which is coming via Houston that I get if you're if you're don't want to pay Beasley. And you want a young player to come in to like guarantee your okay, like okay, I get that, but you and I were talking off air. Wouldn't the better move be to trade Gary Harris and re-sign Beasley? Because essentially, that's what you're saying is we're keeping Gary Harris and we'll bring in this 2020 pick in exchange for letting Beasley walk and not re-signing him. Well, couldn't you have just traded Harris for whatever? Yeah, I mean it literally doesn't matter, and
0: then just re-sign Malik Beasley to the Gary Harris contract. I mean, probably you could probably gotten something similar in Hall for Gary Harris, even maybe a little even more. And I get like Michael Porter Junior. is coming like coming on strong for them. Yes, I get get that, but it just feels like I feel like we're gonna in May we're gonna look at this Nuggets team and be like, man, you know what you're missing? Like a guy, a a just guy off your bench who can get you up. Oh, crap, Bucket.
1: Yeah. And Malik Beasley could definitely do that. Gary Harris, that's not really his game. He's he's more of like a role player. Yeah. A really, really good role player. And Malik Beasley, that's probably what he is, but at least in moments he can be more than that. Um, so that's really where Denver, you'll see that in the playoffs. I, I do 100% agree with you. Now then, getting off of like Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Jared Van Biltford, Napier turned into Jordan McRae, and KBHGOP, like, again, doesn't really make much sense. It's just like... You didn't want to pay the guy. He's probably going to ask for too much. So at least you got something back. But, like, again, just for Denver in this whole situation, just why? Yeah. Just just either say, like, we're not really that serious about a championship, and so we're cutting costs, like, now and future, which I don't agree with, but you could say that. Or say, like, we're leaning into the playoffs. Like, we think mm. we have a real chances here. We're going to keep Beasley, and whatever happens in June happens in June with the offseason. And, you know, if if we go out in the Western Conference Finals, but we went out playing our guys, playing our way, like, so be it. I would have preferred that. If you're not going to trade Harris and re-sign Beasley, I would prefer just to keep everybody and just go for it. If not, really, then opposite side, go get somebody to, like, bolster your team. Right. Which I don't right. know why they didn't do that either. <laughs> at least for this year. So, and just, I, I don't love this for Denver at all. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of on that same boat with you.
0: It it, it just, God, like just buy. Like this is just kind of a meh move for me. Like just buy. Like like you said, just like go all in. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Either buy or bet on yourself. So that leaves us with the Hawks and getting essentially Clint Capella. Yeah, really.
1: It was just they they got off of Evan Turner and they got Clint Capella. So that they gave up the pick. That was that one via Brooklyn. So like. That's really what it is. You give up Evan Turner and a pick for Clint Capella.
0: I don't I don't hate that. It's a good move. I mean, it's a smart move. Like, Clint Capella is better than any center they had on their roster, right?
1: Yes. If if you're not counting John Collins as a center, right? then yes, 100%.
0: Um, and I think this is fine. Like, it, Clint Capella is on a decent contract. It's not like it's huge. He has a couple years left, so even if you wanted to flip him later, you could, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is he, like 18, 17, 18, somewhere in the. I'll range? say,
1: I think the per year was like 18, but like it started lower than that. So, mm-hmm. like this year is only like a 14 or 15 million dollar deal, but it'll climb up, I want to say closer to 17, 18.
0: And that's the kind of contract you can like always flip later. That yeah, there's pretty not, easily. Not a ton of those in the NBA right now. So, like, e- pretty flippable contract there. So, even if it like turns out, like, oh man, we can just play John Collins at center great do it
1: and just yeah get off of capella it's really not gonna be that hard you probably won't have to like attach an asset to do it you might just have to take on someone else's like somewhat bad money and that's the deal you know um so yeah in in that regard i get it from the try and develop your team like capella's still young enough to like you could see him fitting in with the group you have i think it gets the atlanta hawks like a nice threat they haven't really had from a true center but the one concern i do have is is clinton capella and john collins too similar mm. and like john collins at his best is like a floor spacing five right because he can dunk everything Yep. and he's really tried to work on his like catch and shoot three-point game from the corner um and from the mid-wing so like probably for john collins his best game is as a small ball five so then what are you doing with capella like in those like bigger minutes or is it just in atlanta none of the minutes matter so like capella will play 30 minutes collins will play 30 minutes not a lot of it will be together and at the end of games we'll play whoever we feel like playing whoever's having the better game that day i don't know but like how that all works out so going forward i'm a little concerned if john collins can't be like a not you know a consistent three-point shooter but if he can then this is a great move
0: yeah, I mean, it's kind of contingent on some of the Hawks young guys, and like I said, I think they can flip this contract pretty easily. I think it's just like a kind of, all right, well, we're not going to get Andre Drummond, so who's next? <laughs> like,
1: I like Clint Capella on the money he's at much, 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 much more than Andre Drummond on the money he's at. You mean you don't want to pay the guy,
0: Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis twice type of as money? Much money? Literally twice as much money as Clint Capella. It's insane. Uh, any other thoughts on this ginormous trade?
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't feel the need to talk on some of these other guys. I just don't. <laughs> like there, there are some nice little like into bench guys, but
0: like nothing I really care about. Yeah. Uh, so next biggest
1: trade? Let's just stay with this Minnesota.
0: Yeah, Minnesota very active. Uh, the Russell Wiggins swap.
1: So, yeah. So Minnesota getting. The long lusted after D'Angelo Russell um, also took on Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman from Golden State Mm -hmm. and in exchange, the Golden State Warriors um, have to deal with Andrew Wiggins for the next several years um, (laughs) while also getting a 2021 um, first round pick and a 2022 second round pick. So basically, this is a Russell for Wiggins swap and then Evans and Spellman for those picks. That's essentially what it is.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I want to propose like this question to you, I guess, ask this question to you. Um, how much time is, Anthony, or, uh, excuse me, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell going to miss from smoking weed? Too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, are they gonna get suspended by the league?
0: Yeah, <laughs> is there like under over that we could set? Like, is it? Oh, like there's 15, definitely a prop bet somewhere. Games?
1: There's definitely a prop bet somewhere on that. Um,
0: I would probably take the. Un- I would probably take the under, but I think you'd have to look at hard at going for the over.
1: Over. Um, I mean, Russell and Towns are buddies, and that's why this. That's the whole point of this deal, right? As much as anything, keep right
0: cat happy.
1: Yeah, because he on on Instagram was not happy about the Covington deal. Um, even though Beasley is more of what that team needs, it's that D'Angelo Russell, Carlton Towns have been friends since high school, been friends for a long time. They've wanted to play together. They wanted to try and make this happen over the offseason. And now it's happening. And that's like part of the reason. And therefore, like it's a win for Minnesota because at least for the next probably three years now, Carl Anthony Towns basically cannot ask for a trade. Yep. It's like, no, you got your best friend here, and we did everything. Just what you asked was we got him. We went out of our way and we got him. Not only that, we gave up Andrew Wiggins, who we know you didn't like. So basically, they've got Cat to commit for the next several years. I know, like, there's nothing official besides you know, a signed legal contract, um,
0: <laughs> but
1: holding him to that. But that's essentially what you've got here. So I love this. I love this for Minnesota and that because I think Karl Towns is a stud. And it's hard to watch him and say, like, he's not. Now, yes, on defense, he is a liability. He is. Until he cares enough to try on defense, like, he's just a liability. And when he has tried, he's been really, really good. Um, But he he just doesn't try that often. So, offensively, this is going to be a great team. Just terrific. Not just with the Beasley thing now and the spacing that comes with that, but Russell can create, Towns can create. They can run a lot of cool pick and roll, um, pick and pop stuff. And it's gonna look awesome. Defensively, they might give up 130 points, but you know they might score 135. So who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ho- I mean, that's the drawback with this trade. Uh, not that there's much of a drawback for the Timberwolves because what was what you were doing was not working. So you had to very try, not
1: re- working. Uh,
0: so you had to try something else. So I appreciate them going in a different direction. <laughs> I think defensively, there's a lot of concern here. Right? Because mm-hmm. who's really defending in this lineup of, like, let's say D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jarrett Culver, whoever you want to throw at the four, and Carl anthony Towns. Yeah. Like, there's I mean, not it, a lot.
1: It's a literally there. Culver. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's still learning to defend. It's not yeah. even like he's like this.
1: Well, he doesn't have great, great size.
0: Yeah. I guess a Koji, and then you could throw yeah. him Culver, whatever.
1: Yeah. Probably.
0: Um. I don't know. It's just a weird, weird deal for Minnesota in terms of, like, defense and what lineups they can do. I I mean, obviously, I I think some people have kind of chalked this up as a, like, uh, you both kind of just net it out. Like you didn't really. Neither one of you are gonna win this trade because both realistically could still lose the trade.
1: Oh, that's like, the thing. This could just be like a you know an F plus for everybody <laughs> in three years because when we've we've talked on this a bit, like Russell, like he he had the good second half of the year in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. When else has DeAngelo Russell had like a really solid winning basketball set of games? just hasn't just hasn't yeah so like maybe in three years they're like we're still winning 35 games yeah and we're and we're upset about that and like that that it's a very distinctly real possibility maybe it does work out better than that but that's real and then Golden state because we need to talk about Golden state (laughs) you bring in andrew wiggins and i don't know what gerson rosas sold you on but I mean, I swear that man can sell ice to a penguin. Like, (laughs) um, penguins need it right now, too. Global warming. (laughs) But Andrew Wiggins, like, they got Golden State to take the rest of that deal. It's like three years, 90 million. (laughs) Like, come on. What are you doing? Like, Golden State's been like the smartest franchise, right? For the last, like, six years. And. They just got them to take three years, 90-plus million of Andrew Wiggins, like, beyond this year, and give up D'Angelo Russell for basically a 2021 first. I mean, it's going to be a pretty good draft. That pick's probably going to be in the lottery, like, late half lottery. But, like, that's all you got for D'Angelo Russell. That's it. You had to take on Andrew Wiggins, and you got that pick. That's That's kind of crap.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't... I would be curious. I mean, this deal's still there in June, right? Like, there's no rush to get it done at the deadline. Like, why couldn't you wait until June to see what else was available? Maybe there wasn't much because of salary cap and all that stuff. I don't know. It just feels like a weird deal for the Warriors. Like, you're going to say, essentially, you're going back to playing like you did in the, what, 16, 17 season? Or 15, 16 season where they moved the ball a lot. Clay and Steph shot the lights out, Draymond did his thing. I, is Draymond have that in him still? Does Clay still have that in him know. after coming off an ACL? Like what, does he wanna run around all those screens? The
1: the Clay bit I'm not too worried about because it's Clay Thompson, like shooter shooter shoot. Sure. shoot, or shoot. Sure. sure. Um Steph gonna do what he does. It's the Draymond bit that worries me. It, like the personality clash. It's going to happen here because it's like you thought Jimmy Butler was bad. Oh, God. Here's Draymond Green, um, Andrew Wiggins. And then just like the play style, right? Like yeah. Draymond just getting older. Like the body just not able to hold up and do what it's been accustomed to doing um, in this championship run they'd had. Like I just – I don't know if he can do what they need him to do because who else is really playing defense? Like I know Clay's a really good defender, but coming off the injury and going to need to do everything they need him to do on offense, like – he can only play defense so much, right? You know, out on the perimeter. So, can Draymond give them what they need? Draymond to give them. And I just don't. I think the answer is no. I, I've been saying that for a good year now. Um, but like, if you're going state, they're gonna get into like this weird Patriots level of like, do we let him go? Yeah. Do we trade him? But like, he's one of like our guys for the longest time. Like the Patriots, like they always trade him, just always, unless it's Tom Brady, they just always trade him. Um, I don't know if the Warriors have it in them to do it, but I don't. I, I don't know how Andrew Wiggins is going to help you win basketball games. I, I that's just going to be my bottom line point because I haven't seen him do it anywhere. What do you mean taking long twos isn't winning basketball anymore? Taking ten shots away from Steph and Klay every game once they're back. Um, yeah, I just for a team that's been so smart. And has mm. built the team in the best way possible, has maximized every single contract, has not taken on any bad money, who's let guys like Harrison Barnes get out of there whenever things started getting too much um, for him personally and financially. You brought in Andrew Wiggins. Like you made the choice. Now, you made the point off air, like you were losing Kevin Durant. So you got back a half season of D'Angelo Russell and then three and a half years of Andrew Wiggins and then this first is it really an addition? Is it really an addition? Yeah. Would you not rather just say like, we'll take the lump for a year of this, like no cap space, no flexibility. We're kind of screwed. And then hopefully it opens back up in the next couple of years after that. Or
0: do you do this? And I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> the crappy thing is that cap projections are not going up either. No. So, like, Andrew really Wiggins taking 30 million, 30, essentially, like, 30% of your cap space is going to hurt at some point. It yeah. might show up in a Western Conference semifinal. Yeah. In game six. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the reality. And, like, they need wings, and he's not the answer, I don't think.
1: Again, and we were talking about this when we were like, what are, we, what are they going to trade Russell for a couple weeks ago? and i've been saying i want them to fill out their team. Mm. I've wanted that's what i wanted for them was not to just basically trade a guy for a guy. I want them to fill out, get like two or three guys that are going to be there for a while on good contracts that are just good players. And this is not it. And i know i'm not the gm there, but this is couch gm podcast, so like <laughs> i'm imagining i am. Like there were other deals out there. Um Essentially, like, go look at what like Memphis and Miami did, which is the next deal we're going to talk about. Like, could you not have gotten something like the it's like Andre Godala, <laughs> um <laughs> Solomon Hill, uh, Jay Crowder, like, essentially that? Right. And just be like, we're going to take these three guys, though, at least those types of guys, you know, and they're going to be here for the next three years, and they're going to be good basketball players for us. And they're going to fill a role, they're going to fill a need, and they're not going to get in the way. Like, I almost would have rather done that.
0: Yeah, and man, we we can start talking about this next deal here. I'm the Warriors' window. I think is starting to we're starting to see it close. Right? right. Oh, it's closed. Oh, you're saying <laughs> it's, it's shut closed. locked? It's like got, the key's unless they gone. move
1: Wiggins, um, or they're able to get great value in like some Draymond Green deal, it is closed. Period.
0: Ooh. It just it is. Have
1: you seen the West?
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good point.
1: I. If I you like know, a championship window, it is closed. A playoff window, it's still open. That's sure, fine. Sure, Steph and Clay can get sure, you to sure. the playoffs. But championship, winning a championship, that is done.
0: That's true. I mean, like you said, Draymond's older. Steph is like up in his thirties, surprisingly. Like yeah. right, he's plus thirty. Uh, yeah, he's like thirty one or thirty two. And, like, his ankle's not great. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he's 31. He'll turn 32 um, here in March. Yeah. Like, that's just the reality of it. Like, this is what happens. Players age. You go on these nice runs. They get towards the end of their prime, and then you got to make a decision what you're going to do. Are you going to keep riding it out and be good and then hopefully restock your team to maybe be great, or are you just going to let it ride out and eventually fade off and say, like, well, look at the championships we won. It's fine to do it either way because he won championships. Like as long as he won the championships,
0: and right. they did, so. it's a good point. Okay, on to this next Iguodala deal. Um, really smart. I kind of like this deal for everyone involved. So the Heat get Andre Iguodala, Jake Crowder, Solomon Hill. Yep. That's a that's a freaking win for the Heat. That's a huge haul. Uh, the Grizzlies, Justice Winslow, they get Dion Waiters, who they waived today, and Gorgie Dang. The Timberwolves, in return, get uh, James Johnson. Yeah. Who kind of played a lot for them. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) He played a lot. Um, I like this move for the Heat. Like, you get guys like, we kind of, like, what you were talking about, it's like, you spread like, two contracts into, like, multiple guys who can play for you down the stretch.
1: Like, if you really were, I mean, obviously, they were out on waiters. Right. Right. They've been kind of out on James Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um just kind of falling out of the rotation, which I get. Um, they kind of just had like a, like too many of those guys, um, right. on their roster. They just had one too many. Um, and of the guys like Olenek and Leonard can space the floor a little better. Um, and Winslow, like they like Winslow, but when he's healthy, but he's not healthy. He's often. played 11 games this year. right? Yeah. And so like, it's just one of the, the fact of the matter of like, he was the one guy they really did like, and just, but he wasn't on the floor. So they're like, we're trying to win a championship. They did what we were saying Denver should have done, which is like, we're kind of here, actually. Like, we have a real shot. Like, we're going to go for this. And, like, there's a chance for sustained success over the next few years also. So, like, we're just going to buy into that right now. And they did. So they got off of two guys that they weren't they weren't playing. And one guy who they wished they could kind of play, but he's just out. Yeah. So they got off of three guys and then brought in three guys who will play that aren't overly repetitive, that are just good basketball players.
0: And keeps them flexible for 2021. Yes. Like, that's been the whole goal of this Heat organization since signing Jimmy Butler is like, listen, we're going to get off everything in 2021. Like, the one guy we're going to have is... You and Jimmy. Yeah, that's it. And in hopes of pursuing the coveted Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, I like this for the Grizzlies as well. Like, I like getting back... You took Andre Iguodala on, let your young guys yeah. talk crap to him, and then you get kind of a nice young player. Like, again, if he can stay healthy, I think he would be a nice compliment.
1: And he's already signed, so he's already on a really good deal. Right. It's like a $13 million a year deal for the next two years. So, like, you you have two years, and if it doesn't work, then screw it. It doesn't work. Right. Like, that's fine. Just move on. Um, but, like, you're not overpaying for Justice Winslow. You didn't, like, sell the farm for him. You didn't have to give up a pick? Nope. You just, and you gave up guys like, yeah, they were vets. And, yeah, they were nice. Like, Crowder and Hill more so than Iguodala since Iguodala wasn't there in the state of Tennessee. Um, but, like, oh, well. Like, right. Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill, like, thanks for your service. See you later. Yeah. Like, and you're fine with that. And at least there's potential with Justice Winslow. And Gorgie Jang a backup center. Fine. Like, whatever. Like, so for Memphis, like... You're building around the guys you care to build around. John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr. And just rolling with it. Again, lean into what you have and they're leaning in. Everyone's talking crap on Iguodala. Lean into it, get him out of there and bring in another young piece. I, I kind of love it. Yeah. Like you were
0: saying, both sides, lean into what you're doing and just go with it. I I think this is like the Grizzlies have an incredible run of that front office flipping, you're essentially flipped Mike Conley for Justice Winslow, which is a really, like, kind of a good deal, right? Like, I essentially.
1: guess. Essentially. I guess. Like, and uh, part of it's seeing what Mike Conley's done this year, which has not been that impressive. Right. Yeah. But also, like, realizing you had to transition into a new era. Yeah. It makes sense. And I mean, it's not nearly like the cap um, commitment that they had to give Conley on, like, that $30 million a deal. Whereas Winslow, like we said, is at like thirteen. So yeah. like that's probably helpful too.
0: Yeah, and I think he can I think he can help this team. And like you said, if it doesn't work, you just let him walk. Dion Waiter's uh, uh <laughs> Is that guy gonna find a place to play? Like is he I think gonna, he's done.
1: I think, he, think he's done. Really? Yeah. I know he can score. Like yeah. don't get me wrong, I know he can put the ball in the basket. Cause it's like his first game back he scored you know, put in like four threes or whatever. Mm. And then it's like That was really great. And then at the same time, you saw him not play defense at all. And you saw, like, no one wanted to trade for him. Right? He's on a $12 million deal. Like, if someone wanted him this deadline, they could have obviously got him because it's not like Miami wanted him. And no one cared enough to give him just something in return. So, like, no one made the move for him. I mean, I could see someone bringing him in for some workouts, but I don't think he's actually going to stick anywhere. I think he's done.
0: Yeah, I mean, like i uh, I mean, there's some rumors of him being a Clippers Lakers edition. I don't really see that much. I don't, I don't know where else he would fit either. Like in terms of playoff teams, uh, Brooklyn. Bro- <laughs> God, <laughs> oh, Brooklyn's
1: baby. gonna bring him in, and Kyrie's like, "That's my dude."
0: Sweet baby Jesus. Um, let's stop talking about Kyrie Irving. Um, uh, more let's talk about marcus morris though getting traded to clippers from the knicks is that like the biggest like trade up a player has experienced this next year? to
1: clippers <laughs> probably
0: like you go from this like abysmal organization and the next to clippers who are somewhat competent competently run and like are gonna make a run it's incredible congratulations marcus morris yeah. you win the award for best finessing of a player like don't, i don't know um so the trade details the clippers get marcus morris uh isaiah thomas was included uh that this another three team i feel like there was way more than
1: yeah there's not just like a two-team
0: trade like at all until you get to the um like fringe moves (laughs) Moves, yeah and this next one we're going to talk about which is is horrendous um isaiah thomas but then the clippers waived isaiah thomas because they don't need another small guard (laughs) um So, the Knicks get Mo Harkless and a 2020 first-round pick, uh, and then the Wizards get Jerome Robinson, uh, which Clippers like Jerome Robinson.
1: Yeah. But they, they just don't have the space for him on the right. roster.
0: He's, he's not playing yeah. any time.
1: And so, it's like, hey, if you're Washington, you just basically hopped in there and got Jerome Robinson and gave up Isaiah Thomas, which he wasn't sticking around there anyway because of Brad, Brad Beal and uh, John Wall. So. Yeah, that that was awesome by them um, <laughs> to do that. Um, so shout out to the Wizards. Didn't think he'd say that. Um, but yeah, like Marcus Morris, like he's a useful playoff rotation guy for a team that's at, what, trying to win a championship. Yep. Again, like it's not the biggest move in the world, but it's enough to upgrade a team trying to win a championship. And he does things against players that you're going to have to play. And you know, I know he's not. No one's a LeBron stopper. But he can play good defense on the LeBrons of the world. Anthony Davis, he can play good defense against. You can throw him out there against, you know, the Utahs and the Houstons and, like, not going to get played off the floor, not going to get played off the floor by Denver or anyone else. He's just a good basketball player. As long as he knows a role and he doesn't try to do too much, Marcus Morris is a really, really good basketball player. We saw it last year in Boston. Really good basketball player.
0: It just feels like he's winding up to take, like, a thir- under 30 second shot in a crucial playoff game and it's like Kawhi yeah. and Paul George
1: are just staring at him with yeah. their arms just like w- why didn't you give me the ball
0: yeah and that's the concern for this move right is that he just does something like that that makes you like oof I don't know if we should have traded for this guy like yeah. Mo Harkless would have swung the ball in that situation yes. Mo like,
1: Harkless probably would have missed the shot because we saw him do that in Portland <laughs> but you know
0: uh, also, shout out to like the Clippers for flipping Moe Harkless into like a good basketball yeah. player and Marcus Morris.
1: Yeah, I mean they literally just took on Moe Harkless last year. Whenever <laughs> you know teams were just shedding money, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean they gave up a first round pick to do it. But like, who cares? It's Clippers, right. like you don't care about your first round picks, so
0: it's going to be a bad one anyway. So whatever, move on. Uh, yeah. You ready to talk about? <laughs>
1: The funniest trade. Oh Literally, this is God. the most like superlatives. The greatest trade that we wish would have never happened.
0: This is this is like a deadline deal that, like, I think both GMs would be like, "Man, I would kind of wish like the deadline had passed and we hadn't gotten this trade." In.
1: <laughs> that fax would have been a little slow coming through.
0: <laughs> um. So Andre Drummond got salary dumped (laughs) he did by the Detroit Pistons
1: this is awesome
0: so let's okay so Cavs get Andre Drummond that's all the Cavs are getting back the Pistons here's what they got back for one of their first round picks they took uh, 26 year old Andre
1: Drummond all-star
0: all-star Andre Drummond John Henson brandon knight yeah he's still in the league
1: (laughs) after he got murdered back in detroit (laughs) years ago and
0: a 2023 second round pick yeah that's right i didn't misspeak a second round pick in 2023
1: that's awesome that's just awesome to me like literally john henson is like hurt can't play dude dude just he needs to retire brandon knight like you you said got murdered like eight years ago and is still in the league making money somehow and then a second round pick for a guy that's like been one of your cornerstones for the last six years you've built around him he's been an all-star he like leads the league in rebounds and like i'm not saying andre drummond is special by any means right he's not he doesn't really help you win basketball games he's drastically overpaid but like he's a fine basketball player He's not that much worse than Clint Capella, and like the Rockets got stuff back, or at least made a deal work for Clint Capella. Like Atlanta feels good about getting Clint Capella.
0: So let's get this straight: for years the Pistons said we're not trading on Andre's our guy. Andre's our guy. Andre. We we think this Blake Andre thing can work. And then at the deadline, you're like, wait, we still have Andre Drummond on our team crap
1: this isn't working this
0: isn't working we gotta trade him to who's the like closest team (laughs) can we trade him to
1: they got out an atlas (laughs) and found out cleveland
0: like this is like i don't understand like i understand andre drummond has a big contract and that's hard to move now but seriously like this is the this you salary dumped him
1: yeah. And that's that's kinda of thing is like they were like worried that like they didn't want Drummond to pick up his twenty nine million next year. And it's like are they have to be this off season they're trading Blake, right? They gotta try to. And they just gotta yeah. fully lean into this now. Of like, we're going Canard, Demboye, and whatever draft pick we have and that we're just gonna build from nothing. And that's gonna be it. And whatever they get back from Blake Griffin, which is probably gonna be about this. Yeah. Because Teams are now gonna be like, you traded Andre Drummond for that. For that, you're not getting anything more for injured Blake Griffin, which sucks. I love Blake Griffin in Detroit last year. Yeah. He was one of our favorite players, and just because of how much he evolved his game and like carried that franchise, and but hurt Blake Griffin doesn't doesn't do anything because he's hurt.
0: So, like, I asked this question to you post trade deadline, oh. and I'm gonna ask to you on air now. Like, what's the Pistons' most valuable trade asset? Like, seriously,
1: like, do they have a Derrick Rose
0: and he's like on a why, why, deal why right? is
1: Derrick Rose on your team?
0: Yeah, like, is why it, is he still on your team? First of all,
1: like if you're bringing trading Andre Drummond for Henson Knight in a 2023 20, second, why is Derrick Rose on your team? You're tr- tr- you're clearly not trying to win games
0: like you're embracing the tank at this. So point.
1: So what you I, I literally think you could have got a first for Rose, like you maybe can. not a good one. But you could have got a first Rose or like a goodish young player like Malik Beasley and like a <laughs> second round pick, right? Like you could have done that and like re signed that young player who is, you know, about to be an RFA or something. Like that could have happened. Now, you know, I'm not saying Denver would have done that deal for Rose or whatever, but like that type of a deal could have been out there. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. And so now it's like you have this weird like Blake and Derrick Rose, but. Luke Kennard and Seiko Domboye and there's just no direction still even after Andre Drummond dump it looks like the direction is going to be we're going to tank and start over but that's what you've been doing for the last 10 years ever since the Rip Hamilton Pistons and it got you nowhere it literally got you nowhere so I don't trust him to do it again and do anything better
0: it's not even like Derrick Rose is on a bad contract. Like, he's making less than $10 million a year. It's like, yeah, like seven and a half. Seven and a half. A little over. Next year, will be over seven and a half. So, like, what's the plan here? Like, seriously. Oh, I have no idea. Like, are you... Uh, like, there was rumors you were trading Luke Kennard to the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, that was weird. That I don't know really why weird.
0: Phoenix would need Luke Kennard in the first place. But, like, what... Seriously, like, what... I don't know what Detroit... We've talked about Detroit before on this podcast and ranted about... What the heck are you doing? Yeah, I can't even get like I have League Pass. I can't even watch their games. They're like, little, I,
1: It's literally the worst.
0: I try. Like I've tried. I've watched like five minutes of a quarter. I'm like, yeah, this is. I gotta do something. I gotta go do the dishes. Actually, <laughs> like I would rather do the dishes than
1: watch the Detroit Pistons. It's literally like the Derek Rose highlights on Twitter, Saquon Boye moments, and then, I mean, we can't say Blake Griffin because he's he's hurt. That's literally it. There is nothing good about this team. I mean, Luke Kennard's kind of nice. But, like, again, they don't give him the ball half the time.
0: When he's playing. He's, like, been hurt.
1: Yeah. So, it's just a super confusing, like, set of moves for Detroit. Like, I have no idea where they're going.
0: This is... I know it's, like, the Knicks get the attention because, like, New York. But this is the worst franchise in the NBA right now. Probably. hands down hands down and like they just have no direction like you couldn't even get a like a a good first round pick not even in the, no. like this second round pick first <laughs> is not even going to be anywhere close to the next couple of years like it's yeah. three years away
1: yeah and i mean yeah cleveland still might be bad at that point in time but like you're giving them the chance to be better <laughs> cuz i mean i don't trust either franchise but like it's just a a huge what the hell move. That's all this is just for everybody. This is a loss for the NBA.
0: This feels like the GM woke up at like one o'clock. The trade deadline's at two and was like, crap. I sl- I overslept.
1: I've got to do something, right?
0: I'm going to lose my job if I don't make a trade here. And he just like called, like, called his friend who had been drinking with the night before and was like, Andre Drummond, what do you think? He's like, uh, I mean, this is what would make the salary work. And he's like, all right, done.
1: Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) I wasn't serious, but all right. Uh, uh, I, I'm all worked up about the Pistons. Let's talk about other fringe moves before I lose hair over this. Hawks get, uh, Dwayne Denman back in two seconds. Kings get Jabari Parker and, uh, Alex Lynn. Yep. I, I, Okay. Fine. Whatever. I would, I don't know why the Kings are acquiring another forward, but whatever.
1: Another four or five. <laughs> Jesus. This, but yeah.
0: The Kings are also a nightmare, but we won't talk about that. Hawks get scal from Portland for twenty to twenty-four second. Um Hawks
1: getting all the centers right now. That's what, cool. What, what, <laughs> Capella, <I'm just, laughs> Denman, Lebissier. <laughs> whatever. Cool.
0: Whatever whatever. Nuggets flip uh, Napier for to wizards for Jordan McRae. We kind of touched on that. Uh, Rockets acquire Bruno Caboclo, Mem- Memphis gets Jordan Bell. Yep, it's fine. <coughs> uh, uh, so
1: this is my my new little favorite bit now. It's the Seventy
0: Sixers bit. Seventy Sixers get Glenn Robinson the third and Alex Burks. Golden State receives three second round picks.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. It's like a it's like a uh, like a twenty 2020, twenty 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 one and like a twenty twenty three or something like that.
0: Like the, I guess like, uh, I think someone, none of of them are
1: particularly good. either. One of
0: the golden state, uh, reporters tweeted out, they had like one second round pick and now they have like, or they had like two in the next like five years. Now they have five. Yeah. Like whatever. Fine. Like you're not going to, you're probably overdraft. Like you're going to probably take another Jordan pool type, like whatever. Um, 76ers also trade James Ennis to magic for a twenty twenty second round pick.
1: So basically what the 76ers did is they traded James Ennis away for glenn robinson the third and alec burks the 76ers got a second round pick traded away three second round picks so you on all of this they added a player and they lost two second round picks that's essentially what this amounts to for philly and i don't again this is what we cracked on denver for are you gonna lean in mm. and really go for it or are you just gonna piddle paddle around with your money? <laughs> And just, like, act like you're doing something and you're just twiddling your thumbs. This is twiddling your thumbs.
0: Yeah. This is not good for f- Philadelphia. I think we're going to look back in the playoffs and look at this trade deadline mo- moves and just be like, why? What? Why? How did?
1: How did they not get somebody? Yeah. Right? Like, somebody significant. Like, Alec Burks will play some playoff minutes. Glenn Robinson and might play some playoff minutes. But, like, 10 minutes. Like, we're not talking, like, 15 to 20 minutes for either of those guys. So, like, what are you doing? What, just what are you doing? I get Robinson III and Burks are more offensive-minded. And for the love of God, Philly needs some perimeter guy that is offensive-minded. <laughs> Who can score? I get that. But, like, you couldn't do that from, like, a guy who's, like, maybe a starter. Yep. At, neither of those guys are starters on actually good teams or decent teams, or, like, competitive teams. They're starters on Golden State, maybe. And Golden State's won, like, two games. You know? So, like, <laughs> it, these guys don't move the needle. Right. They just don't. You did something so you could do something. Is, is this your version of, like, appeasing Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? Or, and, like, your fan base? Because I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get the point.
0: I mean, like, the biggest surprise is that Al Horford wasn't moved, right? Like, that was kind of the rumor. Um, Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that was the way to get the the wing the shooter the whatever
0: spacing essentially yeah. <laughs> that's what we call modern nba <laughs> yeah not playing two centers at the same time Oof. oh man 70 seconds are another another podcast topic matt let's talk about something fun that doesn't get my blood pressure up uh all-star teams were drafted
1: yeah um <laughs> so team lebron um, so, and Team Giannis, so we have the starters and then they go through the reserves. So, mm. um, just kind of rattling off. I'll rattle off Team LeBron since when we do our repick draft, um, I'll be Team LeBron and then I'll let you rattle off what Team Giannis is. And then, um, since you'll be representing that team when we do our repick. So, starters LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Luka, um, James Harden, reserves Dame Dala, um, Ben Simmons, Jokic, Tatum, Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabonis. That's
0: a good team. It is a good team. Team Giannis starters. Giannis, of course, Embiid, Siakam, Walker, and uh, Trey Young. Uh, It's interesting.
1: (laughs) Interesting that we just went back to (laughs) East-West.
0: Yeah. Uh, Reserves. Uh, Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell.
1: Basically, we just went east west.
0: <laughs> just yeah.
1: Gobert, Ingram, Mitchell for for you, and then uh, Tatum, Sabonis, Simmons for LeBron. <laughs> like, Jeez. that's
0: all. That's the only difference. That's that's hilarious. I didn't even notice that. So we're gonna repick these teams because that's what we like doing on this podcast is just like taking what other people did and making it better. Just making it better. So uh, Matt, like Matt said, he's Team LeBron. And I am Team Giannis. Matt, you have the first pick. All right. So you're on the clock. Who are you picking? Um, Luca. Ooh, going different. Yeah,
1: we're going to get someone who can actually play offense in an all-star game.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm going to pick Anthony Davis.
1: Taking my guy. I am. Um. Then I'm going to go... All right, fine. I'll take Kawhi.
0: <laughs> you'll take you'll take Kawhi. Who, man, this gets a little dicey now. It does. Um. So I'm gonna take Harden. Yeah,
1: I figured so. Give me that space. All right, so the West has been taken. <laughs> um, I'm LeBron. Uh, I will take. Kemba.
0: Mm. So for fun factor here, <laughs> I think I'm gonna take Trey Young.
1: Mm. I was wondering if you're gonna take him or if you're gonna make me put him on the same team as Luca.
0: I almost did, but I, the other choice I was gonna go with was not. All
1: right, Siakam.
0: Yeah, I, that was my other guy. That was going to be the other guy, but I mean, he kind of plays the same role as Giannis. So uh, then that means I get Joel Embiid. I have officially like three centers now <laughs> starting at <laughs> So, I- so
1: hold on. So we got LeBron, Luka, Kawhi, um, Kimba, and Siakam for me. And you have Giannis, Davis, Harden, Trey Young, Joel Embiid. I love Joel Embiid being the last pick of this. Um, by the way, I, some- I force you to take him.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have fun on our team. That's just you're
1: gonna have Young and Harden shooting from the half court line, <laughs> and then everyone else dunks. <laughs> That's kind of spacing, right? Um, I'm just kidding. Joel Embiid will shoot threes with you. <laughs> uh. All right, reserves. You got the reserve first pick since I got the starter first pick.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Um. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Dame.
1: Ah, dang it. I wanted him so bad.
0: I know. Um, it's like my third guard who doesn't really play defense, but All-Stars don't play defense, so whatever.
1: <laughs> um, hmm. I got to take my guy, right? Chris Paul? Ooh,
0: yeah. I'm going to take Jimmy Butler then.
1: Let's go, um...
0: <laughs> I've totally disrespected my teammate by not taking him first as a reserve. Uh,
1: oh, Middleton sliding in this. Um, let's see here. I don't have to play with the guy um, every day, so I'm probably taking. Oh, I'm. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a give me Bam.
0: Ooh, that's
1: a good I pick. need a lob threat. That's a good pick.
0: Um. I have instincts that I want to take so th- one player who um you know what just for just for the sake of this I'm going to make Joel Embiid miserable and miserable I'm going <laughs> to take Ben Simmons That's awesome.
1: Uh that's the greatest thing. Um <laughs> um
0: let's see here. I'm listen i'm trying to win the east and i want this pot to be fully stirred by the time playoffs come around i'm taking tatum next okay
1: um just as Giannis, honest just piss off like make like, them make them hate each other more
0: that's awesome um oh god i don't i have this is just a nightmare um i'm gonna take donovan mitchell
1: um hmm I got a lot of bigs left and got Jokic Sabonis Westbrook center for the Houston Rockets Um, (laughs) Go Bears left Lowry Ingram um we gotta lean into this right Brandon Ingram oh
0: man he was my next guy
1: He's been really good.
0: He's been really good. I was looking at his stats today. He's been shooting 40% from three. Yeah, he's really good. Um, For the sake of it being this, I'm just going to take Middleton now.
1: (laughs) I mean, so we got...
0: My message going to Middleton into this, like, yeah, we got to stir up this Philly thing. (laughs)
1: you gotta let him know that ahead of time i'll still take you but just later just um give me some bonus
0: okay all right um i'm gonna take jokic thank god i didn't want him (laughs) he's gonna try some weird crap in this all-star game and i'm really excited for it
1: um so what we got westbrook left yeah we got gobert gobert and kyle lowry um Uh I'll take Westbrook. So you taking another center? <laughs> I'm or, taking I,
0: I gotta take Lowry. Or, or, <laughs>
1: Alright, so that means I have Gobert with the disrespect for the last pick.
0: Listen, I I have like What, like, four centers on my team already? You got
1: four. Like, three starting centers, (laughs) plus Ben Simmons, who's a center, and Jokic.
0: (laughs) Just let Ben Simmons know the whole time. He's, like, the only minutes he's playing is with Joel (laughs) Embiid. I love this. All right, so uh, looking back, the real team
1: versus our team. So Team LeBron, starters. Real team LeBron, Anthony Davis— Kawhi, Luca, Harden. Essentially I've just uh swapped out A D and Harden for Kimba and Siakam.
0: Yeah, so the real team Giannis starters are Giannis Embiid, Siakam Tr- uh Kimba Walker and Trey Young. Uh mine is Giannis, Anthony Davis, Harden, Young, and Embiid.
1: So yeah, just Siakam Walker gone. Flipped out. Yeah. yeah. For Davis and Harden.
0: Um, this is, I think we mucked the research <laughs> so bad, but I love it though, because like the Simmons pick was bad. Like I'll admit <laughs> that, but that's, I mean, that's just playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. <laughs>
1: uh, this is some Greek version of it all that like we don't understand here in America. Um, but no, I love it because like, there's like storylines and drama to it. Like we didn't just take Middleton first because he's your teammate um we didn't just like take our buddies um all the time like we tried to build in like little things like i don't know but kind of realistic like i'm putting ingram on the same team as lebron yeah because i want just lakers fans to just (laughs) rage (laughs) like tatum on the team um and we get into like the tatum ingram thing like that's awesome there's like i tried try to avoid centers at all costs <laughs> on my team.
0: Yeah, you really forced my hand with that one. <laughs> taking AD, uh,
1: kind of shot myself in the foot there. Um, I knew it happened happen, too. I knew it would. Um, but then, like, taking Chris Paul, um, like, is taking Westbrook, like, putting those guys on the same team together. Like, I wanted that so bad. <laughs> Just little things like that. I would have much more fun watching our teams yeah. go out there than what was actually picked.
0: I would totally play, if I were (coughs) Giannis, like, I would tell the coaching staff, listen, I'll play center, like, screw the rest of these guys, (laughs) but I want Harton, Trey Young, Damian Lillard, and, like, Donovan Mitchell or Jimmy Butler out there. That'd be so cool. And just, like, just, like, this stupid lineup of all guards and this one incredible, like, fun lob player to play with. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, like, I'm only playing centers. Like Giannis, <laughs> Embiid, Simmons, Jokic, eighty. Like yeah. that's the lineup, right?
1: That that'd be so cool. Again, I'd have to put in like Bam, <laughs> Gobert, Sabonis, Siakam, and then I don't like a. Kawhi or something like yep. the most miserable <laughs> it'd be like the worst five minutes of basketball that's ever how played. we don't
0: get to 200 right <laughs> like we avoid the 200
1: um like you're trying to tank to end at like like a kobe number it's right. <laughs> so like crap we gotta put in this lineup <laughs> we can't just forfeit the game
0: um yeah that was fun this is absolutely one of my favorite parts of the year that we get to do if you had to guess Who's winning All Star Game MVP?
1: Um, probably. I think Giannis cares. So I'm going to go Giannis.
0: I'm going to sneakily pick Russell Westbrook because it feels like he's going to get into the game and just start hucking and somehow score like 40 points. I don't know. He doesn't take threes anymore. Well, I mean, like, that's really not. Like, it doesn't really matter because no one guards him that's a good point and like he's just gonna get like 20 free dunks
1: uh probably i don't know all the sinners (laughs) that shouldn't be in the game
0: oh man good for rudy gobert finally getting the all-star game that's what i'll say about that okay um anything else you want to add about this podcast i'm good i'm out (laughs) we've been all over the place but this has been one of the most fun podcasts we've done Uh, all year. Thank you so much for listening to episode 62. Uh, We'll see you back in episode 63 uh, for next week. See you then.